It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Eagles are heading to the Super Bowl, which of course means fantasy football is officially dead, right? Ooh, no, no, no. Still going strong with one-week fantasy football at DraftKings. The fantasy football season doesn't end until the games do, so while your season-long league is done, it's not too late to draft a new team and win money while doing so. DraftKings is introducing Single Game Showdown, which is the newest way to play one-week fantasy football, and drafting your team is even faster. All you have to do, draft six players, four offensive, two defensive, all from one game. And of course, as always, you can choose between public contests with big cash prizes or private contests where you can compete against a group of friends, which is what we're going to continue to do each and every week. So get to DraftKings.com right now to use the promo code BGNR to play for free with your first deposit for your share of hundreds of thousands of dollars in total prizes the weekend of the big game. That's promo code BGNR to compete for your share of hundreds of thousands of dollars in prizes. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at ClipIt.tv or check them on Twitter at ClipItTV. Zip Squad. Next level. BGN Radio. Let's go. Welcome to the next level. The Crim Della Crims from Ron Davenport, Barrett Brooks, Sweet with BGN. Next level boys breaking down the game of the podcast. Out, but they not the same. TD the fly one. Keep the suits and the wingtips. Honest opinions from the Gibsons to the Winces. I'm left-handed. Barrett Brooks got my blind side. Super Bowl winner. See the game from a champ size. Route concepts down. The techniques in the trenches. You wanna learn football? And tune in and listen BGN Radio Next Level Podcast You thinking about discussing the Eagles? Better stop that From senior bowl workouts to the draft Down to training camp Breakdowns of all 22 They the best at that Special insights giving sight to the blind So sit down, push play And when they done, rewind Next Level 
All right, folks, you know what it is. This time we're going to do a Super Bowl edition of this podcast, the Next Level Podcast. I'm Teron Davenport. You know where we're going. We're going all the way up. All the way up to the upper room. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here with Barrett Brooks. And, man, this is after a Super Bowl ticket was punched by the Philadelphia Eagles. Let that soak in. A Super Bowl ticket punched by the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know about you, but I didn't think they were going to score 38 points in, in, in this game. I thought it was going to be 20 to 14, but we both were on the same page as far as thinking the Eagles were going to win. Just looking back on, on that game, three moments that really or, or plays that really stood out to you. What, what, what would you pick as, as three plays that stood out? Uh, number one, you always got to go with the pick. I mean, the pick turned the game around, you know, when when uh, Patrick Robinson turned around and, and get that. Well, how uh, Chris Long started it mm-hmm. off, and he set the tone. Well, I, you know what? Even before then, two plays before or, or a play before that, Malcolm Jenkins really set the tone. He hit Thielen and then rough Thielen up a little bit, and after the play, he was whispering in his yeah, ear, yeah. telling him. And he really set the tone, and the defense saw that, and they fed off of that. They started getting real aggressive after that play. And they turned around, they put their NASCAR in. Well, I don't know what they call it, but they put their NASCAR in with the with the three defensive ends and, and Fletcher Cox. Mm-hmm. And then Chris Long comes up with the, the great pass rush, swims outside, keeps going, and altered, uh, altered Keenan's shot, I mean his, his, his pass, and we get a pick. And Patrick Robinson, he didn't want to stop. He said, look – Every time I get it, I'm trying to score and ended up scoring. And, you know, even though my man, my man Darby got knocked out. Was still he got a good elevated. Block, yeah. He put them hands on him, but he was there. He made the block, baby. He made the block, man. But, you know, that's that was probably number one because it turned the tide. Mm-hmm. Number two would have to play Big V. That block he had on the long play going into halftime when Alshon Jeffrey went for that touchdown on a double move. It wasn't really a double move. He just adjusted to the to the route, saw he couldn't beat him over the top, turned it into a nine route, and and you know it, and, and caught the touchdown. But on that play, Big V got pressed back. He dropped his hip and finished the play. He went to see the wizard, and the wizard blessed him with a, with a heart and started fighting from that point on. And that was a crucial play, man. And then my last, the best play, I said was the best play, and all three of these are offense. I mean, uh, one defense and two offense. The tempo setter with LeGarrette Blunt running straight north and south mm-hmm. on their defense. And Zendaya tapped out and didn't want nothing that Blunt had going on, man. He didn't want to go back no, under concussion protocol. No, he, he avoided him like the plague and kind of made it act like he wanted to, wanted to stop him. Those are my three plays right there. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with you on the pick six. That's definitely, I mean, that's a momentum changer. And just the fact that they were able to get that back into the end zone, I think that's big that they got it back into the end zone and made it a 0-0 situation again because, I mean, there's a lot of times where the defense put the offense in position to score and they came away with a field goal instead of seven points. So they weren't leaving that to chance. So I definitely agree with you on that. For me, the, the next biggest play, the tone setter, for me, was Derek Barnett. When he had that sack strip, it was 14-7. to 7. 
And they had the ball, I believe it was at the Eagles' 16-yard line, and they were going in to tie that thing no up. No question. Yes, they right? were. And, yep. and Barnett, a guy who we've said over and over again is the best pass rusher in his draft class, he proved it once again. And they had that tight end come over. And, and what have I said when I talked about comparing him to Miles Garrett? I said, you better not block him with a tight end. Now, it was a, a half-behind effort by the tight end. You know, he tried to just kind of throw at him, and Barnett threw him down. And he the sack strip. Eagles get the ball back. That next series is the Alshon Jeffrey play that you're talking about. Right. So we're going from a possible fourteen to ten or fourteen to fourteen to a twenty one to seven. So that's the other one. But then the other thing for me that stood out, my third play is gonna be the flea flicker. And just the fact that he called that the first drive. That's big cojones. He has a big cojones to call that big. That's like like I told Angelo and 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 Rhea Hughes yesterday or, or Monday on the show. I, I said it, it took what I call wavels. You know that's Spanish for nuts, <laughs> yeah. for balls, for cojones, eggs. Same thing. Yeah, exactly. It took that and to to call that play. I just love the aggressiveness that they had. You know he didn't kneel on the ball with twenty nine seconds left going into the uh, second half. With a two point, uh, a two touchdown lead, and then he came right out, going back for the the gusto with Alshon. So those are my three plays. Just looking at some of the matchups you you touched on on Chris Long, and I I don't know what it is, man. It's just something that dude coming off of that wide alignment like that, killing him. a serious problem. I remember, man, back when I used to you know do a lot of stuff covering the Forty ers he used to murder Anthony Davis, man. <laughs> murder him. And, and Anthony Davis was a really good uh, right. right tackle. Right. But he would kill him coming off of that edge like that. And that's exactly what he did. Chris Long, that that pickup, that was a, an outstanding pickup by Howie Roseman. No question. Way. No question. And I'm, uh, no, I thought he was going to – I didn't think he was going to make the team. Really? Because, you, just, you know, he just – when they brought him in and then they turned right back around and and, and – and, Draft the first rounder, mm-hmm. and the way Means played and was going through camp, and you know I just didn't see any room for him. You know Curry stepping up, and and, and you know they liked what he was doing. Where were you going to put him? They found and they it. found yeah they found a way, man. They found a way. I mean that's crazy that he saw the force at the seat. That Chris Long got a lot left in the tank, man. Yeah. A lot left in the tank. But it, I mean even. When you have young guys like the way they have, man, you need older guys to nurture them. And he's one of those nurturing type of guys, man, that they they come to and they look to for that inspirational uh, 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 accountability. Yeah. You know, you can have, be an inspirational player, but if you're not out there making no plays, man, nobody's going to follow you. <laughs> right, he's got that right. inspirational accountability to his game. He's not going to talk it, but he's going to walk it. It's like Malcolm Jenkins the same way. LeGarrette Blount, when given an opportunity, he's the same way. Yeah. You, if you have that inspirational accountability, man, I know guys could talk a great game, but getting them between them lines, man, they just talking. These guys bring it, man, and they got key veteran leadership at key positions. And and that's major. And, and the thing is, when you look at Chris Long, I, I like how when I talk to him a couple times about just his relationship with Derek Barnett and how he's helping bring him along, he he referred back to Leonard Little, you know when when he came into the league, Leonard Little was there for him, and it, you know of course once Little moved on, he took over that number ninety one for the Rams. But he he talked about how it's all about paying it forward. So I think it's it's pretty cool how that's working out. No and even question. when you yep. look at Barnett, I mean he's in a great situation. 
because he has a guy who plays very similar to who he plays similar to in in uh, Brandon Graham that he could feed off of also. So he's in a good situation where he's being nurtured and, and developing as a pass rusher. Man, it, it was just it was a great job of him getting that sack strip, you know, and, and he just kind of followed the steps. He stopped him on what Chris Long ha- has done. Exactly. I mean, it, it could have changed the whole outlook on how you they perceived that they could win this game, you know. And, and from that point on, it was like, oh, it's done. You know, you can see him on the sideline tapping out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You you, you know you, you see him over on the sideline looking around like, you know, what the hell just happened? How do we just get our ass kicked like that? And that's exactly what they were thinking. I know they were thinking that, man, because I can see it in their eyes. You know what I'm saying? I can see it in their eyes. Look, Xavier Rhodes didn't want nothing else out there. He checked out himself. No question. He checked out the game. Uh, the one period that was the um, when Alshon scored, actually. Because I remember I, I looked at Ike, and Ike looked at me, and he was like, yo, Xavier Rhodes isn't in the game. And I was like, oh, they better pick on him. And sure enough, that's when – Nick Foles stepped up in the pocket. Alshon turned his route up the field. And I, I think that's something you also have to look at. Just That was a really good job of a receiver and, and quarterback being, being on, the, on same the same page. page. Exactly. And it's funny because I was talking to Alshon about that. And I, I was like, were you confident that he was going to pick up what, what you were putting down? You know, Did you think he was going to you know, pick up that, that you were turning your route up the field? He, he said, I hoped. He didn't throw it when I broke inside because it would have been a pick. It would have been a pick. Yeah, because he didn't throw it to he didn't throw it to the middle of the field, and it had been and Sunday had been right. He'd been right there. That would have been a pick. But know? he was running. That was a drag, man. That was a that was a, a deep drag route, bro. Yeah. And he just turned it up, right? I when mean, he I'm from it, out of nowhere. Yeah, and I think that was just great. It, it goes back to something that that they've talked about in the past. Uh, situational football, you know, with John D. Flipple, he talked about converting on third downs, but converting. Uh, the, the QB scramble drill, and that's in essence what it turned into, and they they really got together. But I don't know if that would have happened if Xavier Rose was was in there or not. But I mean, coming over here, we were joking about age, right? Well, that was Ter- Tremaine Williams, what? Terrence Terrence okay. Newman, he, oh. you know, <laughs> he I think he's approaching forty. So that's my that's my that's my dude, <laughs> man. You know, a K State guy. You know, he representing the hey. forty and up. He only five years younger than me. I'm forty five. When he was in. When Dallas? he first came to the league in Dallas, yeah. Oh, it, first there weren't many that were better than him. So right. you know, I, I'm not trying to slight him at all because he's a legit player. And the fact that he's still playing that position at that age, no question, and seeing significant time that says a lot. Starting nickel, yeah, starting nickel. But then when your boy tapped out, and, they, and and then they send this thing like they didn't go to the guy that uh, that replaced him. They went to the to the corner that you know that was starting Tremaine Williams. They, they picked on him like he was. But I'm like, come on, man! You can't you keep beating him like that, man. You have to pick on that guy. I remember him, and I joke with Ike about it at, at halftime. I say, listen, man, no offense, but y'all Michigan State DBs are always very grabby. <laughs> <laughs> I told him straight up, and I mean, you have to go after those type of guys, and, and that's something that we talked about on the podcast be, before the the game. You know, last week. You have to go after them because he does like to grab and, and you know, those grabby type of corners, they panic and, and that's the first thing they do is grab you. So you, you're going to get either the call or like Torrey Smith did on the flea flicker, you beat him. Well, you know what? They were doing that when he was in uh when he was in Green Bay. So, you know, I kind of I kind of saw that anyways. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this one, uh, um, you, you're talking about Tremont. I mean, Tremont. Tremont. This one was it was Trey. 
It was oh, Trey. Trey. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you're right. They used to pick on Tremont ridiculously. I, I think That's Trey, I, I forget yeah. where Tremont Williams went, but he's still in the league too. He's an older guy. I, I, but, think, it, I think he played. They played him last week. Isn't he in um, Atlanta? Was he in Atlanta? I don't remember. I, I don't know where he went. We'll have to look that up. But yeah, Trey Waynes. Trey Waynes is a, a, a corner out of Michigan State that gra- he grabs a lot. So they took advantage of it. I mean, that that was an outstanding job. That early throw that Nick Foles when they were going um, when they were going th- this way, and it was, it was the first quarter. That early throw, the deep one that he threw to Smith. Torrey Smith. That was on. He should have caught that man. You gotta attack the ball. Yeah, right. You know, and even I mean, he was fortunate on the flea flicker where Harrison Smith didn't get there in time. But you gotta go up and attack the ball. That was a man. I'm telling you, he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have been. Smith should not have been able to turn his hips and get back up to that play because he he had a drag route in the middle of the field that he was supposed to yeah bite down on. Was that the Alshon? I think Alshon was was running a drag. Yep, yep. Yeah, because that was open. Right, exactly. He kind of split the, yeah. It's, he split the, I'm like, I don't see how he adjusted that and then turned right back around and adjusted to get over the top on that. So, I mean, just for him to get there. But, uh, you know, Harrison Smith is a, a good player, man. But, they, you know, the Eagles just had too much for him. You know, it's like pick your poison, you know. How, what are you going to stop? You're going to stop the run? Okay, we're going to put a safety in the box. Now you go to stop the run. Now they run the read option on you. And they start throwing passes. And we talked about it last week that, all right, there's different variations. You can run the read option. Last week, they were going out and throwing it to the outside receiver, which was Alshon Jeffrey. He was the guy that was, you know, was getting the throws because he was outside against their weakest DB. Mm -hmm. Then you turn back around this week. I said, all right, they're going to put a variation on it. I said last week, all right, this is what they're going to do. They're going to throw it to the tight end this time inside the slot and they run drag routes and slants and stuff like that to open it up. Now you got to get that safety out because – you know, they run a slant like that. They're going to get beat over the top. You know, you got to stop something. So what do they do? Throw to the tight end. He has a great day over, you know, has like 90-some yards. Yeah. Well, against this 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 inferior, inferior New England defense, the playbook is opened up. And I, I tell you what, you know, Belichick is great at taking what you're great at and making it a deficiency. I'm anxious to see what he thinks is going to be worse. Taking a pass away or taking a run away. Yep. And the great thing about running the read option is both involved in the same play. Mm-hmm. So what do you stop? What do you want to do? How can you stop both plays? You, you can. You can't stop both plays. All right, you're going to try to stop the run. If you don't have another safety in there to stop the run, they're going to run on you all day. Big backs, downhill. Yep. Okay, I'm going to stop the pass now. I mean, stop the run. Then I'm going to pass. Their DBs aren't like that anymore, man. Mm-mm. I mean, you got Chung out there. He's getting roasted. Yeah, Chung, uh, 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 Devin McCourty. I think outside they're pretty good. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and, and uh, Stephon Gilmore and Malcolm Butler. But I like how you mentioned that read option because the thing is, you know, Frank Reich talked about it in his press conference. It's not about having that guy, that Marcus Mariota, you know, that that's, that's going to – Pull it and, and run all the time. You know yep. what I mean? So if you have a guy that could just pull it and make precise, accurate throws. And that's it, accurate, precise, accurate throws. And that's something that Foles is really stepping up and doing. Yep. You know, you look at look at the – I'm not saying it was a read option, but you want to talk about accuracy. Look at the accuracy on the touchdown to, to Alshon. You know, he just over – I think it was a linebacker yep. that, that 
drifted back, but just over him, right at the face mask, boom, catch it, touchdown. That's the Great accuracy pass. that you need across the middle. Well, how about the back? You know, how about the, I mean, talking about play, those plays that they had, I mean, they ran a boot. And instead of running, you know, a boot where they where you would have the tight end run across, you know what I'm saying, cut off half the field and throw the little out to him. Uh, they made him run a stop. Yeah. And threw it to him before he turned. And, and, and I mean, that, come on, man. Yeah. You know, that was it kind of looked like a tight end screen. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, he was just, it was, it was actually a boot play where the quarterback turns around, boot protection. He's naked out there. And, you know, usually you throw it to the little out to the tight end or the drag route across, I mean, the, uh, the out route a little deeper with the, with the uh, receiver. He throws it and they run a stop route to Ertz. Ertz stops, turns around, gets it instead of going to the flat and, and takes it up for the first down. Yeah. That's innovative, man. Yeah, that's very play, innovative. Play selection was, was great, man. And, and that's the thing I like because you look at that play, you know, that's almost like a flood concept. Right. You know, because right. you're flooding that hash to sideline on that side. You flood and that's why you're out. booting them to that side. Yeah. 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 You but, and then you got the tight end underneath with the with the uh, with the uh with the quick the out. Deep, the quick out, and then you got the back. But he threw a backside. I mean, that's that was yeah, that was definitely that's, a really that's innovative good play. plays, man. And that's the, that's the thing I think we need to talk about. Um, Doug Peterson and his play design, Doug Peterson and the way he's putting these guys in in excellent position Doug to, Peterson to make plays, and the way he has this team believing in each other and yeah. believing in him. Crazy man, that's it's big time, man. I mean, Crazy. just the confidence that he infused into. I'm not gonna say infused because you know, as 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 a football player, you're always confident. But just the confidence that he helped blossom, I guess you could say, the confidence that he he reinforced with with Nick Foles to make those throws that he made, and even from the guys out, you know, the other players. They all were confident in Nick Foles. All we Alshon Jeffrey was saying that Nick Foles was was having a really good week of practice. Everything was on rhythm. That, that's what he would say. You know, um, he was confident in him. And, and look what look what they were able to do: three hundred fifty three passing yards, three touchdowns. I mean, the guy was what twenty six out of thirty three. Come on, man. That's hey, listen, that's Carson Wentz. Like, I right. mean, on on Carson's best days, no that question. that was the type of work yeah. that he put in. So you got to give this guy credit. You got to give him credit, man. He did not look like a backup quarterback yesterday at all. He looked like a starter. And, you know, just to be honest, he is a starter. He would be a starter on another team. But just so happened we have one of the best quarterbacks that just happened to, you know, go down with an injury. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, it's all about scheme. They're doing a great job of getting those guys set up. No question. Um, Defensively, I I think we need to talk a little bit more about the defense. We mentioned the, the sack strip. We mentioned the pick six. I think really just the way they were able to keep all of the receiver routes underneath them, I think that was big time. I think the way that they set the tone, because there were a couple plays where they did a really good job, uh, they meaning the Vikings, uh, of getting the ball to Stephon Diggs in space. They had the picks, and and he was running the slant routes, which is something that, you know, the crossers. And there were some open field tackles I think were really good, and that kept him from being able to get the first down. Well, you know, also, I mean, they started the game off, especially in the first, you know, first quarter, playing too far back. Man. Mm-hmm. They were playing too far back, and I understand they didn't want to get beat behind them. And that long touchdown to to, to Rudolph was just—they were just out of sync, man. You know, they didn't have the right call in, and Najee wasn't and, set. No, Najee didn't know where he didn't know who the hell he, he had mm-hmm. on the play. 
So once they got it back together, man, and they started being competitive in their in in in, in the way they were running the routes, man, it, it was a wrap after that, man. Is this a championship defense? I think so. In fact, no. Let me say. Let me not say. I think so. Damn right, they're championship defense. I know so. They've shown that, and you know what they have up front, man, will, will solidify everything they'll mm-hmm. do against against Brady. Brady's gonna want to do them quick routes and all that stuff. They will. Number one, we play too far back to have those quick routes. We're not gonna let them beat us like they, you know, the the picks. They won't get picks. We play too far back. But there's so much pressure that the guys in the middle of that defense they they bring, man. I mean, it's it's crazy that Fletcher Cox is playing at a not a Pro Bowl level, but a uh, he's playing the best I've seen him play in a while. He's taking it upon himself to be. A major home wrecker in the middle of that defense. Yeah, man. he's tearing it up. Oh my God! I'm like, you know, where's Timmy Journey? Well, I can't see Timmy because Fletch is the one making all these plays. Yeah, you know, it's not like yeah. it's not like Jernick is doing nothing. It's just Fletch is just looking <laughs> looking like a, a a beast out there, man. It, it's crazy, and see, that's the thing that I like about this defensive matchup because when you look at a quarterback. That interior pressure, your job was one of the biggest, the most important, but most underrated jobs. No question. In 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 the whole offense. Protect the inside pass rush against the quarterback. It's no the quickest quarterback. way to the quarterback. Exactly. It's the quickest way, and no quarterback wants to have his interior guys getting blown up and pushed back to him because not only does that condense his space to step up in the pocket, it condenses his follow-through. Guess who has an injured hand who happened to hit his hand on somebody's helmet? I think it was the running back. So when you're pushing that pocket back and Tom Brady's trying to step up, and that's what he likes to do, step up, step up, and give that crosser time to clear and throw the football. If you're pushing it back, and also if you had those guys coming, you know, running the arc on the outside, forcing him because he sees that other color jersey, the green jersey. I know they're there. Patriots are wearing the white, and that's all fine and dandy, but he'll see the green jersey on the outside, and that's going to force him to step up. But if he ha- doesn't have anywhere to step up, now you're really getting into the the whole disruptive nature uh, against a guy like Brady. Well, you saw the beginning of the game they had last week against the Jaguars. That's exactly what was happening. He started seeing ghosts. He started getting happy feet. And Brady with happy feet is not a good Brady. Mm-hmm. He starts patting yep, up. Ball exactly. And- this might be the worst team they've had. They brought to the Super Bowl. Man, I was talking about. Remember the one Super Bowl that he won when he was just a young buck, and uh, he was the backup quarterback. His defense was just so raw, man. Mm-hmm. Lloyd Malloy, Ty Law, uh, Teddy Bruschi, Teddy Ted Bruschi, Johnson, Ted Johnson. Still on that team. Yeah, you had Richard Seymour on that mm-hmm. team. Willie McGillis, Chris Slade. They had, man, they had ballers, man. They, like three or four of those guys got gold jackets, man. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, they had, you know, somebody back. Well, this is the same type of defense, man. They got the defensive guys that are that are, that are really, really good, man. Really good, man. So, yeah, I, I do think they have a championship defense, man. I, I do think they have a great opportunity going in and winning this game. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, I, the matchups, I think, are there. One of the things I wanted to get into – because you made a good point earlier today when you were talking about the running backs. Oh, no question. And just looking at, because I remember the Super Bowl I covered uh, where they beat the Seahawks. It was uh, my man that's in um, Shane Vereen. Yep. He had 12 receptions. Right. You know, <laughs> so that lets you know that, hey, look, you know, Brady likes to throw to the running backs. 
What 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 are you seeing? I mean, why do you what's what's the uh, concept behind that? Why did you mention that as an area that they need to take away? Well, you know they you know that's a, a position of emphasis because there's seven of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, we thought we had a deep backfield because we got five guys. They have seven running backs on the <laughs> roster, and these aren't just running backs that just run the rock. They're actually, if you want to really define what they are, they're slot receivers, they're wing receivers, they're receivers out the backfield. They're instrumental in, 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 in what they run in the, in, the, in the passing game and the run game. They have to go out there. They set picks. Uh, they outflank linebackers. He gets the ball out fast. They're, they're a security blanket that he has. Yes, you have Gronk, but Gronk is a deep threat. Gronk isn't that guy yeah. that's going, you know, he's not a guy that you look for at first. You know, he's not. A, he's the main option, so it takes him a while to run his routes and get open. But when he does have to drop it off, he dumps it off to a running back. So these guys are instrumental as far as running screen plays, Texas routes, wheel routes. They are the major point of emphasis for this offense to run. And if they can't handle those running backs, it could be a long game for this defense. A long, long game for this defense. So I, I see them really going out there and running a lot of big nickel this game. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what they did against Washington with their running back and, and really using it in, in their two tight ends who are really receivers. So it's kind of, they're going to have to run the same type of defense against them to stop all that. I think going big big nickel works in their favor too. No question, no because question. Because now you're, you're taking out Ella, if Ellerby plays, but more importantly, you're taking Najee out. Right. Corey Graham had a pick, you know, uh, in that game against the Vikings. So you know he's a guy that that you bring in, Malcolm right. drops down, and from a coverage perspective, going against backs or as you mentioned, these you don't wing slot anything. guys. Yep. I like that. And yep. then the other thing that you have to look at is Malcolm tackles just as well as the linebackers. So you're not really losing much. I mean, of course, you don't want Malcolm taking on offensive linemen uh, on blocks and things like that. But you still match up a lot better when you have this guy in the game. No question. No question. Last thing I want to just touch on is just the physicality part of it, because I think one of the teams that always plays the Patriots well is the Baltimore Ravens. Yep. And I know from covering that team, and especially with, with John Harbaugh, it's old school, smash mouth, lace it up, strap up type football, and they always bring it to them. I think that's something that is going under the radar because the Eagles have that same type of play. And when I look at that, if they're able to go right in and punch this Patriots team in the mouth – immediately, and they'll follow again and again and again. I think they'll be in a really good situation. If the Eagles could get in this game early, I think they have a chance. Because when when you look at a team that's, that's – and this is – you know, I've never played in the Super Bowl. I've never played in the league, period. I played one, baby. I, I know you have, so I wanted to get your, your, your feedback on that. You know, as going into a game as – now, when you guys played, you were you were with the you beat the Seahawks, right? Yep. Yep. We out physical those guys. Out physical, and exactly. So when you put a team away early, and you make them, I mean, in essence, you're making them tap out. Well, that's exactly what they did against Minnesota. And if you if you watch the pregame when I did the pregame show, they asked what the keys to the game were for me, and I said I broke it down just like that. I said, you know what? There are no keys to this game. This needs to be an old-fashioned street fight. Take the gloves off, go out there and choke somebody, punch somebody in the mouth. It's time for you to go out there and kick ass. Mm-hmm. All these X and O's mean nothing. 
you got to whoop the man in front of you. And this is exactly what the Super Bowl should be. If they whoop the man in front of you, take their heart, then you can go into this game. You got to stick a dagger in that team early. Because as yeah. you see, the last Super Bowl, and you saw this last game against the Jaguars, they got something in their hat that they can come back on you at any time. You got to put your foot on their neck and snuff them out from the very beginning until the end of the game. If you can score 100 points on them, score 100 points on them. Because Brady will find a way if you don't. You got to keep going, man. This is not a team you can play around with. It's a street fight, man. And that's the way they're going to have to conduct this game. It's going to have to be a street fight. There you have it. So that's the show, folks. We're not going to do predictions. Uh, we, we are going to be in Minnesota next week. We may have a show. If we don't, you know, hey, everybody enjoy the game. I think the Eagles are going to win. I can't I give so you a also. score prediction. but And that's just being objective. So, listen, enjoy this week leading up to the Super Bowl. If you're going out there to, to Minnesota, definitely make sure you link up with us. And, uh, man, <laughs> maybe next time we jump on here, we'll be talking about the first championship in the city of Philadelphia, first Super Bowl championship. Let's make it happen. At B Brooks 72 MBCS. At T Davenport underscore NFL. Clip it. We got you. Make sure you go to at Clip It. That's where you get to download the app and make your own user content during the Super Bowl. Definitely make sure you 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 get into that. Do it for the senior bowl too. We'll have some senior bowl talk and draft prospect talk coming up, you know, once the Super Bowl is over. So stay tuned for that. I'm Teron Davenport for Barrett Brooks. We're out of here. Stretch your hand and I'ma chop it off. How dare you ask for a favor from your boss's boss? Shrimp, scampi, angel head noodles, white wine sauce. Rwanda and the Ross, reload the Nina Ross. Settle metal when I'm focused on the green Donetto. Hocus Pocus, Gucci Lopez, cake with bacon soda. Cake for soldiers moving weight from Maine to Nova Scotia. Bang revolvers, problem solvers, that and pain the mothers. Lost a child, clips from play when they hear the loud. Nightmares, walking dead cause they sleep dead. You eat the sheep or shit, be scared and cut to pieces. I lust for custom coops with the honey mustard.